This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611. And the Steve Miller Band in Rock 102. All kinds of uh, concerts or bands outside scheduled for tonight. Uh, bike nights, things like that, all going to be uh, ruined or rescheduled or just not happen uh, today and quite possibly tomorrow as well. Uh, thunderstorms pretty much throughout the days, both today and tomorrow. Uh, today's high 75, tomorrow up to 80. 67 now in downtown Springfield. Uh, yesterday afternoon, I was uh, doing an interview for uh, the Baxi's Musical podcast. Mm. And uh, I was do- it was going to be a Zoom interview. Mm-hmm. And uh, as it's as I'm getting ready to start the Zoom call, all of a sudden, thunder and lightning is all over the place. I'm thinking, all right, you know, Hamden can be a little, uh, you know, a little sketchy when it comes to its power grid. Mm-hmm. And I lose power. Lose power. It's supposed to be a 5.30 interview. Oy. I lose power at 5.29. Ugh. Now, thankfully, it went. It came back within like 45 seconds. Oh, of course. They've got that guy there who's waiting to put the plug back in again. I don't know what they do. I don't know how they get that. When when the power goes out and it's only out for a minute, I don't know what happens if someone uh, fixes it right away or it resolves itself or whatever. But I was able to get everything back in order. In like uh, about a minute and a half, mm-hmm. and the only thing that really kind of dragged was the internet connection. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, thankfully, I was able to get the interview taken care of. But whoo, was a little, little, a uh, little worried there for a minute. Well, I've been able to get the wireless on my desktop here, but I haven't been able to get my phone to hook up to it. So I, I don't know. Maybe there's something out there. On the other hand, uh, I drove in this morning completely unencumbered, all the way up Fisher Avenue. Mm. Yes, the uh, the hole at the bottom of the street. Yes, now been uh, resolved in uh, a very uh, coincidental fashion, I might add. Well, because for those of you who are uh, who did not listen later on in the show yesterday, uh, we, or I should say, you, uh, started to complain that this hole, which has been there for weeks, mm-hmm. nothing has happened. Like nope. there's like been no progress on this hole in the ground in what winds up being almost like an obstacle course to get through Fisher Avenue. There was apparently something going on with the manhole cover. So what they did was they they created this hole around the outside of the manhole, making it larger than the size of just a manhole cover. And then, yeah, they, they abandoned it. Uh, I suppose hmm. it must have gotten to the end of their workday. So they just put a, like a rubber barrel on it. And then uh, that wasn't good enough, so they they uh, leaned cones all the way around the barrel as well, making it even larger and more of a of an obstacle. Yeah. Now, for those of you who don't know much about uh, about a good manhole, these come in uh, fairly standard sizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have like your large, extra large, and double extra large manhole. And if you did, they, you should consult somebody. But yeah. They do when they drill circles around them. So it was bigger than a manhole. This was a large manhole because it was probably a six-inch diameter circle all the way around it. Yeah, and then, and then we get in today, and it's fixed. Well, you skipped a good part there. Yesterday, I'm talking about how I talked to somebody about 
why has this been like this for a couple of weeks? And and the person I was speaking to was kind of in the know who said, uh, you know, the fiscal year starts July 1st. So uh, someone else had already told me that the town of East Longmeadow had depleted, I guess, their uh, blacktop budget. So there was no blacktop moving up slow lie on uh, Fisher Avenue. Right. Well, you know, uh, this is the kind of thing where you say, well, where else in town are they using all that extra blacktop? Well, but that's apparently they don't they don't stock it. Like, like I guess when they need blacktop, someone like Palmer Paving might come out and uh, have a truck full of black. You know, they know how much blacktop they need. That's how much they bring. Well, I understand that, but I'm saying you know, in the previous fiscal year. What were they doing with that uh, oh, that oh. black top line item in the budget? Oh, uh, you know, probably, I don't know, there's probably residential streets all over this town that have been uh, resurfaced over oh. the past year. I've I've been all over this town. There's there's potholes the size of Alaska yeah. in, in, in some of these uh, parts. Well, either way, we, uh, we mentioned it yesterday, and wouldn't you know it, today, hole filled. You almost have to wonder about the the power and the scope of this show when it comes to getting stuff done. Whether it's about you know switching out the light bulbs of the basketball hall of fame, mm-hmm. or potholes, or you know the, the installation of a manhole, uh, you just have to wonder. I mean, well, not to say that we're solely responsible, but it seems uh, interesting that these things change the moment we start bitching. I wish I could remember the list because it, it, it is rather extensive over 26 years of uh, the number of times that we have said something about something on the air and within a day or two uh, it was fixed. I can only imagine the kind of response we can expect now as uh, Hall of Fame broadcasters yeah, yeah. that uh, all of a sudden people will hear us say something and they will jump. When, and when when we mention it, they'll, the first thing they'll say is, how high? Well, you wonder, you know, how far back does this kind of influence go? And, and all I can recall, and I may be way off on this, I think there was a day where you and I were complaining about the smell from Bondi's Island. And with like within 10 years, that smell went away. It's like uh, you can yeah. walk around there and, yeah. and not smell that overpowering stench of human waste. That was our biggest one. I think that's... Yeah. Probably the one that, you know, when we finally retire from this godforsaken business, when they when they uh, install a Bax and O'Brien Avenue, that will be the thing they talk about. Remember when Bax and O'Brien were pivotal in uh, getting the stink out of Springfield? Yeah. I remember, uh, I remember the time, I believe it was June 2nd, 10 years ago, where I said, uh, boy, I tell you, this tornado that we had yesterday really did some damage downtown. I think we should use this opportunity to, oh, I don't know, bring in a casino. And lo and behold, lo and behold, 10 years later, best thing that ever happened. There's a casino. You yeah, apart from the human suffering and the loss of property, I mean it was the it was a wonderful day. Yeah, exactly. Best thing ever happened to the city yeah. and we're the ones who suggested it. Then yeah, there was the. You know, it, uh, it, does, it does seem to kind of rest on our shoulders here, doesn't it? Then there was the time when uh, let's see, <laughs> there, there's so many of them now. They're they're hard, they're hard to remember sometimes. I, I think we're gonna have to get some of our longest standing fellow uh, employees yeah. to help us come up with the list. Yeah, yeah, because we've uh, we have 
We have forgotten most of what we have accomplished. The time uh, we complained about Mount Tom being in the way, and they moved it. I forget about that. Yeah. Well, remember um, when we said we don't like this alpine slide? Yeah. Yeah, right. And then, and, and then uh, they removed it. Like uh, 20 years later. Uh Remember we said, you know, this Riverside Park thing is just too mom and pop. <laughs> you know what would be great here? If Six Flags yeah. took this property over and yep. removed that yep. uh, quarter-mile racetrack. Yeah, take the racetrack and the park and uh, just go and give it to some big conglomerate. Yeah, I mean, that, those uh, race cars are rides that people can't even use. Mm-hmm. Let's put a roller coaster up there instead. Yeah, yeah. It was that time, too. Well, I forgot about that one. That was a big one. Yeah. That was, certainly was a big one. And then there was the, uh, then there was the, uh, <laughs> 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 there was I think a, there was a day we were walking through the Fairfield Mall, and you said, this place yeah, needs to yeah. come down. This is a dump. And next thing you know, yeah. boom, it no longer exists. Yeah. Well, remember that time we couldn't get across the Morgan Stanley Bridge, <laughs> and we said, "Boy, if they'd only rebuild this thing." <laughs> yes. It's like that one time we were overcharged for lunch at Lido's, and yeah. we said, "We yeah. will take this place and close it yeah. forever." Spaghetti with steak. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that one time I was at that McDonald's on State Street yeah, oh, by, oh, my, yeah. by myself and uh-huh. said, we should close this before John O'Brien notices 20 years later. Uh, I remember being there and saying, this place is never going to shut down. <laughs> I'll remember this for the rest of my life. Yeah, that was kind of when I was working against your back. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's all right. Yeah, I hope, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you show no bitterness. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's a... Uh, what, how the, whole, you, the whole is oh, filled. The whole is, the whole is, the whole is fixed. Yeah, yeah. And you don't have to treat yeah. it like it's uh, an yeah. obstacle course. Well, you don't have to treat that like it's an obstacle course. You'll, that's gone. Yesterday, we'll put it that way. Well, yesterday I had to because I had to go you know, like around the manhole. Mm-hmm. And then there was a delivery truck you know, like right beyond the, uh, the, 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 the cones and the barrel. And so it, it was literally, I had to snake my way out. Yeah, that's unusual. And there was like, you know, sometimes there's like oncoming traffic, you know, incoming traffic mm-hmm. on Fisher Avenue. Yeah. And so it was literally like I did like a like an S-shape uh, drive to get yeah. out of here yesterday. It was very, very tight. So that's the one thing that's still on our list that hasn't been done yet. I remember five years ago saying, why can't they turn this Fisher Avenue into a four-lane highway? <laughs> Four- a four-lane comfort cruise. Yeah. You can just like you feel like you stretch out when yep. you're trying to get up here. Yeah, well, we're still waiting on that one. It's 622 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Installing solar on your home or business isn't just a home. In- 629 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. The Springfield Police Department seized a high-capacity firearm and multiple illegal drugs from a chickabee man on Tuesday. Oh, for God's sake. Afternoon. Officers arrived at the intersection of Lincoln and Federal Streets around 1 p.m. on Tuesday for a gun call. According to the Springfield Police, an individual was waving a gun while trying to get into a building on Armory Street. Waving the gun to get into a building? Hello! I got a little gun! Hello! Hello! So he's just being friendly with the gun. Yes. (laughs) 
Uh, How do you do? Police located and identified Carlos Maldonado, 32, of Chicopee, inside an apartment as the individual waving the firearm. Officers and detectives then searched the apartment. During the search, they found a loaded firearm, roughly 47 grams of crack cocaine, 932 bags of heroin, a high-capacity magazine, and one of those foam pointy one-number-one fingers. Yeah, but that's he was holding that for someone well, he's else. Well, he's a waiver. He's a, he <laughs> oh, likes yeah, waving. Yeah, right, of course. Yeah. Uh, and he was charged with the, you know, yeah, all those charges. Yeah. yeah. A uh, man was taken to the hospital after he was shot in Springfield Wednesday afternoon. I shot a man. What's your man got to do with me? I said I shot a man. I ain't trying to hear that, see? Officers uh, were called to Murray Hill Avenue just after 3 p.m. for the shooting. The man was found suffering from non-life-threatening injuries. No arrests have been made. The department's detective bureau is investigating. They also have to go to uh, Murray Hill Park. Yeah, I was trying to think of the. Uh, <laughs> I know the the lyrics, the lyrics but I uh, and I don't know if it is actually Murray Hill it's Park. It's not Murray no. Hill. It's uh, Itchy Cooper. Itchy Cooper. No. 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 It's no, a something a... hill. It's a. It's definitely a hill. Murray Hill Park. Yeah, it is Murray Hill Park. A I Cherry want... Hill Park. Ah, that's what it is. Cherry Hill Park. Down yeah. Cherry Hill Park. Yeah, right. Billy Joe Royal in 1969. Uh, oh, that takes yeah. you back. Huh? Cherry Hill Park. Wow. That takes you all the way back to that year that I just the, said. The age of three. <laughs> Wait, yeah, what year was it? 1969. That takes you all the way back to 1969. Giggity. Uh, t- talk about a close call. A 22 News viewer was nearly struck by lightning while outside of their home in Springfield on Tuesday. Oh, Afternoon. It was all caught on video. Bob Brandon of Springfield said that he had just gotten back to his home after work and was taking the trash bins back up the driveway. Then out of nowhere, a lightning bolt struck the trash bin behind him. It's pretty cool. You see the the video. 22's got the video. And uh, actually, now I guess now now it's making more sense why uh, maybe my neighbors leave their trash bins out for uh, three or four days after trash day. Uh, and, and put them out two or three days before trash day is uh, to keep from getting hit by lightning. But he had gone he had gone to the curb where he had a plastic container and a metal trash barrel, and he luckily picked up the plastic container yeah. first yeah. and was bringing it up the driveway when the bolt of lightning hit the metal can. Yeah, yeah. he was grounded. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know how long it's going to be before he can come out. No, Bobby can't come out and play now. He's grounded. He was no, playing he was... with trash bins and almost got struck by lightning. No, I mean like uh, you know he was grounded to the you know to the earth so oh, that he yeah, wouldn't oh, get struck oh, yeah, by okay. lightning. Yeah, yeah. He it's not like he had to stay in the house with no TV. If he was holding that barrel, he probably would have gotten struck. Uh, so, but it was weird. I mean, you just you see you see it hit right behind him. It, boom! It almost knocked him over. He's uh, he's very lucky, and uh, you know that's the kind of thing I worry about it, because it didn't look like it didn't look like there was a lot of storm going on. Mm-hmm. It just looked like it, you know, just rain. Yeah, like it had just rained, but that was about it. And then he's pulling this thing in, and boom, boom. right behind him. Oh, yeah, talk about a sucker punch, huh? He was lucky. Uh, he said he could feel the uh, electricity starting to build up like when your hair stands, like static electricity, and then it got really intense right away. Within two seconds, I heard the loud bang. I saw the white flash, but I'm here today, so I guess everything's okay. I don't know how he saw the white flash. He was walking up the driveway, uh, kind of had his back to it, and they tried. They even showed, 
You actually, <coughs> excuse me, you what? can actually see you the lightning. Have, have you ever seen lightning yeah, before? I mean, you, don't, you don't have to be staring right at the, the bolt to see, uh, see the light. Uh, well, but what I'm talking about is if you look at the video, in real time, you can actually see the lightning flash better than when they did it in slow motion. In slow motion, it was kind of just like a not really focused thing, but in real time, it was a straight line. I guess. I mean, uh, if uh, if my driveway is being hit by lightning, I'm I'm probably gonna see the flash of light behind me. I don't know. If you're uh, if you're not looking, those things are fast, you know. No, I know they're fast, but the uh, but the speed of light suggests that you might be able to see at least the light if you're looking at it. Not if you're looking at it. I mean, there's there's you know when a, a source of light. Uh, illuminates uh, space. You don't have to be looking directly into the light to notice the light. Uh, it reflects off other like surfaces. This. Lightning uh, can be pretty scary. Yes, it's very scary. And and thunder only happens when it's raining. I like, don't know if you knew that. But about lightning and the thunder? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that? That's uh, Imagine Dragons. Oh. Uh, the thunder. Oh. Uh, there was something I was going to say about that, and now I can't remember. Probably because it was a lie. Probably, yeah. yeah. No, the uh, the lightning thing. Uh, I the, the lightning scares the crap out of me. And uh, I used to work at this radio station, which will remain nameless. Which one was started uh, with a W? Yeah, had you know? I well, just I gotta, You know, yeah. I try to I try to be cryptic with these things, and it just never works out. There's a. They decided that hey, let's uh, let's put our tower right next to a body of water. Like the Connecticut River, yeah, mm -hmm. and just stick it straight up in the air. That's smart. I bet you it'll never get struck by lightning. You know those people who say lightning never strikes in the same place. Yeah, yeah it, twice? it does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you have a giant tower up in the air, it strikes it all the time. And there was one time while I was working in that radio station, where a lightning strike knocked out all the power, and then the board was smoking. No way. Really? There was something wrong with like the grounded transducer conductor. I don't, you know, I don't even know what the hell they were talking about. There was something wrong with that that surged power back into the radio station, which is not supposed to happen. I would imagine it wouldn't. And uh and it fried it fried a couple of things on the board. Damn. It was crazy. That is crazy. That's crazy. Were were you able to go home early and not finish your show? No, I had to stay there the entire time nah, for some that reason. Sucks. How long have you had this cryptic? Cryptic. Cryptic. Oh, oh cryptic. Cryptic. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I believe they call that priapism, isn't it? <laughs> Bends to one side. Misunderstood. <laughs> uh, complexity, COVID-19, key witnesses in the wind. These are among the factors that continue to influence the dragging pace of the Nathan Bills case focused on a clash between a group of civilian uh, patrons and off-duty police outside the popular East Forest Park uh, pub in 2015. An argument erupted in the bar over uh, one of the civilians allegedly whistling at one of the female police officers, and the groups later came to blows in the parking lot a short distance away after closing time. Certain members of the police department uh, compounded the problem by attempting to cover up. Prosecutors with the state attorney general Morris Healy's offices have argued the investigation uh, became an albatross around the Springfield Police Department's neck yeah, so there's a lot of like you know yeah. storytelling, storytelling type, type of thing. Yeah. But what they're saying is because of all the COVID restrictions, mm. the trial keeps getting pushed off. Yeah, and then key witnesses 
uh, are nowhere to be found. Yeah, they disappear. Their memories go. It's the same thing they're also pointing out now. They just set a trial date for Stuart Weldon, the uh, the serial killer. That trial was supposed to have already happened, but because of COVID, they had to push it back. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that are sitting around in jail or or just waiting, you know, for their lives to move forward because of this uh, pandemic. But we haven't been able to have jury trials and things like that. Nope. Uh, a federal appeals court has overturned the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's ban on the use of controversial electric shock devices used at the Judge Rottenberg Center. The devices are specifically used to correct aggressive or self-harming behavior in adults and children, the residential school said. The devices are only used at one facility in the country, which is in Canton. In March of 2020, the FDA Canton, banned- Mass? Yeah. Yeah. In FDA, uh, in March of 2020, the FDA banned electrical stimulation devices used for self-injurious or aggressive behavior. But on July 6th, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit found that the ban was beyond the FDA's authority, as it was a regulation of the practice of medicine. You can shock people all you want. As a practice of medicine, <laughs> well, I mean, they they still do electroshock therapy. Yeah, but that's not what they're talking about. No, here. I know, but. Uh, to use it for disciplinary reasons on uh, on uh, did you say juveniles or uh, both both uh, juveniles and adults. adults. Yeah. In this case, this is the opinion. In this case, the statute says that the FDA is not to construe its statute so as to interfere with the practice of medicine. Uh, that means that the FDA may not enact the regulation as issue at issue before us. The school stated that the ruling was a victory for the Judge Rottenberg Educational Center and a group of parents and guardians of its students which had challenged the regulation. You got to you got to imagine that you're in for something not so pleasant when you realize you're going to the Rottenberg Institute. Come on honey, pack your things, you're going away to camp. But Where? What? Are yeah. we going to have archery? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Are we going to We're going to have uh canoeing? No. Probably not. not so much. Uh, are we going to learn about science? Yeah, kinda. <laughs> but you're going to Camp Rottenberg. <laughs> Who doesn't want to go to Camp Rottenberg? I know that's summer? what I mean. You know, in uh, my uh, my sleepy little hometown of uh, Rehoboth, Massachusetts, there's mm-hmm. a uh, there's a youth campsite that's I believe it's run by the YMCA. I swear to God, this is the name of the place, Camp Ramsbottom. I don't know a single adult that feels comfortable sending their child to Camp Ramsbottom. Yet the Boy Scouts had been using it for years, I bet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they came. They're suing because they came up with the name first. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ramsbottom? That was our name. It's a trademark infringement. Rottenburg. No, is it? Is this, does the place still exist? Yeah, still, still exists. So, and it's apparently, a very good camp. I was gonna say, if it's still in business after all of these years, it must be doing something right. And, or it, there might be something in in some long-standing contract that says the owners can't change the name, and it may have changed hands several times. I, there's never, to the best of my knowledge, has never been any effort to change the name. Yeah. Which I, you know, to me, if I were in charge of that town the way I should have been, I would have changed. That would have been my first course of action. We gotta, we gotta change the name of Camp Ramsbottom. How about Rottenburg? That would be good. Yeah. That sounds. A little less uh, intimidating. Yeah, the whole idea of uh, of calling it that, it's just unappealing. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, can you get in trouble for an accidental kidnapping? It's not clear where this happened, so it's probably fake news. I'm just going to put that out to you right now. But there is a security camera, so we've got it on video. A woman got distracted while she was at a grocery store with her toddler and almost left with someone else's child. She thought she was holding her own daughter who was dressed in a pink coat and hat, but then another mom ran up and it turned out it was her daughter. The girls were around the same age and were wearing identical coats and hats. Both moms just kind of laughed it off so nobody got in trouble, but the woman was shocked when she realized that the kid she was holding wasn't hers. Yeah, sounds like fake news. Accidental kidnapping. I think sometimes people put these videos together just to get people to like them, and they're not true at all. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, you know, any number of ways you can you can doctor up a video, but uh, this this just sounds uh, dumb. Fake news. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a, there was one yesterday where this uh, woman uh, who was on TikTok uh, had a crew of people show up to her house to do some construction. But they were actually supposed to be at somebody else's house. But she let them do the construction anyway. And I said, this is completely fake. Of course it is. Because, first of all, if you, even if a construction crew shows up, it's not going to be the exact same house and the exact same measurements as everything else you know, that you would do when you, when you hired somebody for a job. Have you heard of uh, this show on Netflix called I Think You Should Leave? No. It's kind of like what you're talking about here, Steve. Um, he go apparently this guy goes um, the host of the show, and it's going into its second season. This guy Tim Robinson goes to uh, a job interview, which is a seeming seemingly successful interview, and then uh, uh, while he's still in the visual sight of the interviewer, he goes to the door and and pulls it, and it pulls it. And, and pulls it, and it's not going anywhere, mm-hmm. and the word push is clearly written on the door. <laughs> oh, that was like the far side. Yeah, yeah right. right. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a split-second pause in which uh, you could laugh off the mistake and move on, but instead, this guy doubles down by telling the people around him it goes both ways, and he keeps at it until the wood creaks and splinters and the hinges groan and finally break off. <laughs> and this is a show of, of him doing all kinds of things like that. Uh, it's called uh, I Think You Should Leave. <laughs> I think I like that. I like yeah, that idea. Yeah. That's good. You're a uh, pine- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 651 and the cars on Rock 102. Uh, What we didn't need is more thunderstorms, but that's what we're going to get today and tomorrow. Today's high 75, tomorrow going up to 80. It's 67 now in downtown Springfield. How'd you like to win $1,000? Love to if I were eligible. Yeah, well, you're not. Rock 102 wants to boost everybody else's bank account, though, in July with the Rock 102 Summer Stimulus uh, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. You listen every weekday. Through July 30th, and we're going to give you the keyword of the day a little bit later on. I'd say about an hour from now. And when you hear it, you go to rock102.com and enter it for your chance to win the daily national prize of a thousand dollars. It's Rock 102 Summer Stimulus, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. You can visit them at daveminerroofing.com or Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. So you know, uh, cops have a tendency sometimes to get a little hinky when uh, they spot a gun. 
Um, what's the, what's the definition of hinky? Uh, they they get a little uh, nervous, They're a little nervous, a little heightened uh, attention, that kind of thing. Ah, I keep I lo- I'm following this this story about uh, about the moops and um, it's the Moors. Uh, it's moops, and um, apparently. <laughs> Now you see the thing of it is, is I, every time I read these stories, I consider the possibility, the likelihood actually, of inaccurate reporting uh, or or inaccurate information provided to the reporters by the authorities or whomever. So you, you know you kind of question exactly what you're reading. I have a tendency to do that all the time. So what happens is, you know, one o'clock in the morning, a state cop going up uh, I-95 sees these two vans pulled over to the side of the road. He pulls over to see what's going on. There's a bunch of guys, some of whom are wearing uh, like military style gear and uh, uh, bullet resistant vests. And some of them are even holding long rifles. Yeah, but cops have to see that stuff all the time. Uh, Not this way. And, uh, so right away, and, and again, I, I, I think this cop deserves a medal. The idea that you, you're thinking fast enough to realize, okay, I'm completely outnumbered here. If I even pull my gun, it's possible these guys are going to open fire and I'm dead. So I don't know exactly how he did it, but this one trooper, clearly was able to de-escalate the situation to the point where he got back up and then the whole thing began. But when somebody's holding a gun and a cop comes up on the scene, generally the first thing you'll hear him yell is drop the gun. And this guy, this 29 year old supposed leader of the group actually stands there and he looks at the cop and he says, I'm going to stay armed for my safety, just like you're going to stay armed for yours. And that's when you kind of go, yeah. uh, okay. they didn't teach this in the academy. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah. Don't leave. Yeah. I need to read the manual. Uh, I got to go back to my manual. I'll be right back. The guy is standing there saying, I'm not dropping my gun and you're not dropping yours. That you sounds know- like a Yosemite Sam kind of thing. Maybe it's just a, a matter that uh, you know, we work in different circles. But if a cop were approaching me uh, on a highway, uh, I would basically do anything that cop would ask me to do simply to be compliant mm-hmm. uh, with his commands. Mm. I would never have the balls to go and say to that cop, Something that is in direct confrontation to those commands. Well, but you know what? It, it's kind of interesting, and and this is this group keeps saying this. We're not a violent bunch. Violence is not our first uh, thing. And the guy didn't say to the trooper, "F you, I'm not putting down my gun." He said, "I'm going to stay armed for my safety, just as you're going to stay armed for yours." It, it's kind of a it's kind of a non-confrontational way of saying I'm not dropping my gun. And then obviously the cop's response must have been equally non-confrontational because again, there wasn't a shot fired in this whole thing. So it, it must have stayed on some level where it it didn't get to that point where you say this is ugly. Right. But it, it's just it's a hell of a story. Yeah, these moops are yeah, something. Our uh, yeah, our first course of action is is never violence. Our first order of business is fear. 
fear and, de- and two different things. And a fanatical devotion to the Pope. Yeah, two different things. Yeah, maybe so, but uh, that would never be my rea- my gut instinct would yeah. be to confront a police officer, even if I know that uh, based upon the law, I may be on the in the right. Mm. Like, you know, yeah, I may have been pulled over, you know, in, in a mistaken way. Even if I believe that to be true, I would not necessarily try to anger the cop with my yeah. smart aleck comments. Well, don't be too smart. Thankfully, I'm not. I don't have. I, I, I don't. Yeah, nobody's worried about that. <laughs> nobody's worried about the, the the likelihood of that. It's six fifty seven on Rock one hundred two. The back- grills, grills, Weber Big Green Egg and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? I don't exactly want to focus on the obvious here, but the Boston Red Sox have just lost two games in a row. Now, granted. This comes after the Sox have just won 10 out of their last 11 games. And granted, these two consecutive losses were on the road against the Angels. But I think you know how I feel about these kinds of things. I've been around the block enough to know when the wheels are starting to come off. And yet, as bad as the two-game losing streak looks, I don't think the wheels are coming off just yet. You see, part of the problem about losing two games against the Angels is that they lost those two games Thanks to the unbelievable clutch back-to-back performances of one guy, Shohei Otani. Last night, Shohei drilled a solo home run in the fifth inning to put the Angels on top 5-4. to four. This comes one night after he pitched seven innings, had four strikeouts, and picked up his fourth win of the season. Last night's home run against the Red Sox broke a record for the most home runs in a single season by a Japanese-born baseball player, a record that had been previously gone unbroken for 17 years when it was set by Hideki Matsui of the Yankees in 2004. Here's the difference. Shohei has already knocked off 32 home runs this season, and the All-Star game is still only five days away. In other words, the dude is on pace to crank out 64 home runs this season, and possibly more, and oh yeah, his next start on the mound is slated for next Friday. I think what I'm trying to tell you here is, this kid is like a one-man wrecking ball who is perhaps solely responsible for taking down the team with the best record in the American League two nights in a row. This kid's so imposing and so dominant that it's almost unfair to everybody else, even when he's playing against the Boston Red Sox. The good news is he's only got a two-year contract, giving the Red Sox a little bit less than 18 months to devise a plan to sign him as a free agent down the road. And while that might be slightly premature at the moment, I'm willing to be patient just as long as we don't have to face him again for the remainder of this season, which I am delighted to say that apart from a potential postseason matchup is not scheduled to happen for the rest of the year. And thank God for that. But hey, and of a my yappin' sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Traeger Woodfire Grills from Rockies. You can uh, you can bake cookies. You can uh, you can bake scones. You can smoke a pork butt, roast a chicken. So many things you can do with a Traeger Woodfire Grill, and they're available right now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 608 and Ario Speedwagon at Rock 102. 708. Um, what did I say? You said 608. I meant 708. Uh, not so nice today and tomorrow. Thunderstorms throughout pretty much the whole day. Today's high is 75. Tomorrow, 80. 67 now in downtown Springfield. Um, I, look, I already know that I have n- no business trying to deal with technology uh Without adult supervision. Now, you have no business doing that like I have no business telling time. Yeah. 
Well, and 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 I especially shouldn't be doing it if it's going to cost me money. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, I bought tickets to the Eagles. They're coming to the uh, TD Garden on Friday, August twenty seventh for uh, for a concert, and I bought two tickets online through Ticketmaster. Right. And I told this story. I, I, for the first time ever, I bought insurance and for some reason I stupidly canceled the insurance and then tried to cancel the tickets. And obviously I couldn't insure the price of the tickets because I didn't have any insurance on them. Yada, yada, yada gets to this point now where, oh, and, and, and I said that I had found out that I could sell them, uh, back to Ticketmaster at a considerable discount to what I paid for them. And I questioned whether or not I could also back out of that. Well, it turns out you can, and I did. I backed out of selling the tickets back to Ticketmaster. So now the tickets are mine again. I received a number of emails over, over the course of this from Ticketmaster, one telling me I had a new Ticketmaster account, one telling me what my password was, and one saying, mm-hmm. here are your tickets. So when at some point somewhere I saw print as a PDF, and I can't find that anywhere. I've been back through these emails, and I cannot find those words print here as a PDF. What I keep finding is your phone is your ticket. Text yourself a link for a fast and easy way to access your tickets on your phone. Well, I'm afraid to do that because then I don't know whether or not I can sell them. There is also a thing here that says transfer tickets, which I don't want to click on because I'm afraid I might put them in an irreplaceable or irretrievable rather, uh, status. So first and foremost, I have two tickets to see the Eagles on August 27th that are for sale and you can use them. And, and if anybody wants to buy them, all I want is face value. I don't want a nickel above what I paid $324 for two tickets for what I believe is a sold-out show or a nearly sold-out show. Now, uh, where are these seats? Cheap seats behind the stage? No, there's no tickets for sale behind the stage. These are uh, Section 309, you know, and there's then there's three levels at the Boston Garden, TD Garden. So, and, and, they're, and it's straight to the stage. The, <laughs> the view is straight to the stage. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the TD Garden uh, seating chart. For and concerts? Yeah. Uh, 309 is All right, look, I don't about need, as far away okay, from the action I, if, as you can get. If you can't offer me any help, then stay out of it. No, I'm, 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 uh, I am offering help because what I'm about to tell you is that for the 300 and what? $24. $324. There are people selling tickets on eBay right this very moment. For as much as, and I quote, five thousand dollars. Now I don't. Yeah, uh, but for section what? Well, let me like uh, let me go into this. This is uh this is, these are much better seats. These are floor seats. These are front row seat two. Uh, all right. 5, well, that, that's a difference. But there's also somebody who is selling two tickets on the loge section, row three. Uh, for five hundred and eighty dollars. Okay. So well, now we're getting might, back closer. You might be, uh, but that's the second most expensive yeah. 
ticket. I'm I I think that even with the crappy seats you got in section 309, you might be able to do better I don't, on eBay I don't, than face value. I, I don't. I'm not. Uh, what am I trying to f- find the word for? I don't care. I just want my money back. I don't need to make a profit on this. I'm, I'm not looking to capitalize on anything here. I just want my money back. But before I can do that, I got to figure out how the hell to get these damn tickets in my hand. Level 300 tickets for the Eagles at the TD Garden on the 27th of August. $515. Yeah, well, they're still there. So for obviously now, they're not selling. No. Does it say how long they've been there for? Uh, no, it does not. You, you don't need the physical tickets in order to transfer them. When you when you when you do sell them, you'll transfer them to the that, person. That's that, what I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, that's why I haven't clicked on this transfer and, tickets. And thing. if they wanted to sell them after they got them from you, they can do that that's, and transfer it to them, somebody that, else. That's their two nine three one oh two one. All I want is face value. That's it. Three hundred and twenty four dollars. Two tickets. You're you're sounding like uh, that guy from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That uh, that Damone character yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, looking to sell cheap trick tickets. Right? No, I think T- Damone. Dirt cheap. I think Damone was turn, looking to make a profit. Turn my mic off so I can get these calls. Oh, All right, okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, I think Damone was probably looking to make a profit. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Why aren't you? <clears throat> you chicken. No. 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 It's got nothing to do with chicken or poultry of any kind. I, I just, first of all, it's illegal. I'm not going to sit here on the radio and talk about trying to make a profit wait, on tickets that wait, I'm trying to get rid of. What are you talking about? I mean, there's uh, it may be barely legal, but there's uh, yeah, I'm looking a little further down here. There's tickets like the uh, the Madison Square Garden show a few days before that, selling for as much as, uh, well, here's one for uh, $1,700. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where where are those seats? Well, it's Madison Square Garden. It's section one hundred eight, yeah, row seventeen, yeah. seat uh, one and two. Yeah. But you know, but the three hundred level seats at the TD Garden, five hundred fifteen bucks. That's and, a few extra bucks in your pocket. And you know what? The that's, other that's thing, your shipping and handling costs. The other thing too is, any one of those things can be a ripoff. Any one of those things that might not be real tickets. You know me. You've been listening to me for twenty six years. I'm not. This is how I prove I'm not trying to rip anybody off. Yeah, uh, by wanting just face value, I'm clearly on the up and up. Dude, you're spending that much money on concert tickets to go see the Eagles. I, I know, I know. You're That's, automatically getting ripped off. Which is another reason why I don't need to make and a profit. It, and if you go through Ticketmaster and they charge you all those additional fees on, on top of the face value cost, you're getting ripped off. Well, $324 is, is the total price of what I paid. Um, so, you know, maybe I am actually getting a little bit more than face value to cover the, the fees, but, um, but, uh, um, I don't know what's going on. Brand new phone and and it freezes on me. Yeah. Well, someone's saying that you give, give them out as, uh, as the 10th caller. I I just texted you a guy, uh, his number, he's going to buy them and there you go. I got a, I got a brand new phone, brand spanking new phone and I can't open the text. Okay. I got it now. Yeah, uh, um, so he will he would uh, he will buy the tickets off you for the price that you just uh, okay uh, uh, okay. Well, you know what? Get two or three others, just in case uh, this thing falls apart. All right, or I decide on a bidding war. <laughs> you you got to do it like an escort. You say, uh, 
Oh yeah, I'll take the three hundred twenty-four dollars plus two dozen roses. Oh, yeah, God. right. You got upcharge. Could <laughs> he upcharge for the good stuff? Six dozen roses. Okay. All right, get get those other names. There you go. Get, get a whole bouquet over there if you can, Steve. I, I uh, you know, I just uh, I, I I shouldn't I. I'm glad I did this uh, through Ticketmaster because when I first went to buy these tickets, Ticketmaster was not the first thing that came up. Uh, something I think called Vivid Seats was uh, was the first site, and I kind of went, eh, I don't really know about that. That like a third party broker kind of thing, probably. Yeah, and then uh, you know, I just I, I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to uh, air my foibles. Um, I don't know why, for the first time in my life, I decided to insure these tickets, and then. I don't know why I thought to myself, I can't go, I can't use the tickets, but I should cancel the insurance first. I, it was the stupid, admittedly the stupidest thing I probably have ever done. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's probably in the top 15. Uh, I mean, you've done some pretty remarkably stupid stuff over the years. This is this is a topper. The, what's the purpose of having insurance? Well, I thought it was in case the show gets canceled on me, not if I cancel going. That's exactly what the insurance was for. Yeah, I, I don't know how you didn't know that. I know. I don't know. Because usually that's like a rain check or a... <laughs> Or maybe a I know. refund automatically. But, it was ridiculous. But you know the th the thing about uh, about tickets and whether they're yours or anybody else's. You know, from on the consumer end of this mm -hmm. exchange, the the consumer's always getting jacked. Now, if if you're buying tickets to see the Eagles, say when Glenn Fry was still alive, yeah, okay, maybe to me they might be worth 150 bucks. Um. But even then, I would say, is it really worth it? I would, and and today I would Wait a minute. say, with or without Timothy B. Schmidt, if you gave me the uh, the Hotel California lineup, which was mm -hmm. just before Timothy B. Schmidt joined and, the band, and that's the tour they're doing. By the way, they're doing Hotel California from start to finish. That's that's the performance. Now with with, with no Glenn Fry. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. What did, what, what did he uh, lead sing on uh, Hotel California? Oh, everything but the title e e track. E e e everything but the stuff sung <laughs> yeah. by Joe Walsh yeah. or Don Henley. I don't even uh, think Joe Walsh did anything on uh, on uh, <sighs> Hotel California. Either way, it's just like, there's I, I, I can't think of a single show to mm, me that's out there. That's worth 150 bucks a ticket. 162. I, I, what? But even 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 more so then. I mean, I just I there's nothing that would that I could justify in my head. Oh yeah, no, I could. I would definitely spend that kind of money for that show. It ain't gonna happen. And so when you do make that investment, you want to be sure of what you're buying, how to get out of it, what the rules are, and do you and if you buy insurance, what you're buying it for. Yeah, uh, that especially. If you're buying insurance, it might be a good idea to know that the insurance that you're getting is for the exact reason that you're selling them. I mean that you're that you're uh, you know is that you're insuring them. And now my whole computer just shut down. Everything is going to everything's going to pot here. I'm telling you. And I guess, wish it was going. And to my pot. guess is that guy that's offering you face value for the tickets that'll fall through.
Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 No, something will go wrong. You'll man. be you'll be stuck in August with these tickets still in your hands. Yep. Nothing to do. August twenty eighth. You'll have to go there in the afternoon and say tickets, tickets. Anybody want tickets? And maybe get maybe you know get back here just it, in time for the thing you have to do. And they'll do. be like, where? What? Like section three oh nine? No. Like, like I'm gonna sit there and with my box of Kleenex to hope that my nose doesn't bleed out. Seven twenty one, Rock one oh two. It's seven twenty four with Bax and O'Brien at Rock one oh two. All set. That's it. That's it. You're uh, all you're set. all you're all squared yep. away. All set. Uh, will your money be coming in a um, form of a cashier's check? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, quite frankly, it could be uh, it could be cash for all I care. Mm. Um, I'm but I'm uh, but I'm all set. Whew, man, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's like and I and I and wow. I will never do that. That was that's a lot of money for concert tickets. But but you know what I mean? Section three hundred. It's not like I was buying them off a scalper. No, a scalper would have better tickets. Uh, you you would just think. I mean, look, I understand the whole idea of what the market will pay when when uh, when ticket prices rise and events are so ridiculously expensive, and uh-huh. the excuse is always it's what the market will bear. You know, I, I get that, but. I don't know. It just seems to me like there should be a way to make things like this available to the lower tiered people. Well, when uh, <laughs> when the market will bear $160 for the very top section in the very few back rows of uh, the TD Garden. It ain't the very few back rows. It's the very furthest section from the section, stage. Section, yes, but pretty close to the front of the rows. Row 14. That's like saying I got the seat closest to the bathroom. Well, Big deal. It's, if it's 160 bucks to get there, row, it feels like a ripoff. Row 14. 14. Four, how many rows are there? Uh, 15. Well, there there you go. You're close enough to the furthest possible distance from Don Henley. You, you, could, you could touch the furthest possible distance, yeah. but you're not in it at you, least. You couldn't throw a baseball yeah. to the yeah. stage yeah. if you had you, to. You you could you could have it's the the people in the furthest rows popcorn will hit you if they <laughs> drop it. Who's singing right now? I don't know. I think it's Henley, but I'm not sure because I can't see this far away. Seven twenty six at Bax and O'Brien a Rock one oh two. Hey everybody, it's Bax. I want to tell you about my 729 with Bax and O'Brien of Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month receives 60% off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit yankeehomeimprovement.com and always use the keyword Bax. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, I know we did uh, a Worcester story yesterday. Mm-hmm. Remember the two guys on the mopeds? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, they just keep coming out with some great uh, great stories here. Who's they? Uh, Mass Line. Yeah, I know. For some reason, they now think that they are a Boston area news organization. Yeah, but this story. You ready? Mm. A woman from uh, Worcester police say stole a truck from a work oh, site yeah. and then That's... led them on a chase through the city is facing 13 different charges after police caught up to her at a McDonald's drive-thru. According to the Worcester police, 38-year-old Joanna Gardell of uh, Oriole Drive stole a pickup truck on Lake Avenue around 8.45 a.m. on Tuesday before running red lights, driving the wrong way down the street, and driving into a van and hitting a police cruiser and dragging a detail officer in attempts to evade police. Ta-da. I wanted to see a picture of this woman because it, it was a, it was, she's a bad gal. 
And uh, well, she's not a bad gal. She's uh, she's feisty. She, she's a gal who does bad things. Yeah. Right? Well, she's feisty. And, and um, you know, the, the, I, I read the story yesterday. I, the work truck had a GPS, so they broke off the chase because they knew they could trace the truck anyway. And um, and and it was low speed in in some cases as well. Um, but I mean. I got to believe, I got to believe we're talking some drugs or alcohol involved here. Oh, come on. But she wasn't charged with any of that. Yeah, that was the other thing that was weird. She wasn't charged with operating under the influence. Uh, Maybe she's just a spunky gal. So so she tried to escape by getting into a drive-thru at a McDonald's? Yeah, yeah. Here's That's how. inconspicuous. Raymond James Simoncini, owner of Raymond James Restoration, uh, told Mass Live the vehicle belongs to his company. It was stolen off a job site on Lake Avenue on Tuesday morning. According to Simoncini, when uh, police caught up with the woman, she claimed the truck was hers. Simoncini said he recognized Gardella as someone who would hang out in the area. Simoncini had uh, GPS on the vehicle, which, according to police, let them track it, prompting them to back off the chase when Gardella allegedly began driving dangerously. When police were flagged down by a driver on Belmont Street whose uh, vehicle he said had been struck by the stolen truck, officers then discovered the stolen vehicle on Charlton Street. Uh, They then turned on the blue lights. The operator drove away as the officer walked towards her. The officer got back into his cruiser and followed her at a low rate of speed, but she did not stop. And then she began to increase her speed and drove through red lights. Police said the officer deactivated his lights and stopped following her for safety reasons. The vehicle then stopped uh, near 939 Main Street. They alleged Gardell then struck the van when she drove in the wrong lane against traffic in an attempt to go around stopped vehicles. She winds up going into this McDonald's drive-thru to go eat something. Because they backed off. Yeah, so they broke thinks, off the chase. She thinks I'm all yeah, set. But they can continue to track her with right. the GPS that's in the vehicle. Yeah. Right. And those sausage and egg McMuffins, are, you know, they, they certainly do fill you up. They are actually delicious. Very, 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 very good. Very, oh, I think this was after unique. breakfast was done being served. Uh, according to police, Gardell fought and struggled as officers pulled her out of yeah. the vehicle. Yeah, then she's fighting and struggling. I'm telling you, this chick's got spunk. Spunk? Yeah. I don't like spunk. I hate spunk. I love spunk. <laughs> the well, op- wait a minute. How, you said uh, it was a, a, like a Tuesday morning. So, right. I, like, how what time was this? Uh, nine, it was like 8 or 9, 15 in the morning. All right. Morning. So, so they so were still it, serving yeah, They serve it to 11, yeah. right? Yeah, or so. is it still breakfast all day? I believe. No. They See, you know what? They got out of that one pretty easy. During the pandemic, they're like, we're not doing this whole breakfast thing all day long thing anymore. We're going to go back to the way it was. So you do the breakfast until 1030 and then, you know, 11 on the weekends. But that uh, that ruined it because who didn't like getting uh, getting an egg McMuffin with Big Mac sauce on it? <laughs> where, they, where they would accidentally you, mix the two? No, you can you can order you can order whatever you want at a McDonald's. Did you know this? No. Yeah, yeah you it, can order things specifically made to your liking. So when like uh, you know my my kids likes Big Macs, but they're like five dollars or six dollars for a sandwich. If you just get a double cheeseburger with Big Mac sauce, it's the same thing. Without all the stuff on it, and you can you say to them, "I want a double cheeseburger with Big Mac sauce." Yeah, and the special make sauce, the very sauce that they mention in the song. Yeah, that uh, to all, all beef patty, special sauce, sauce lettuce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, yeah, yeah, yeah. on a sesame seed bun. Right. Just a Thousand Island dressing. Is it though? 
Yeah, that's all it is. No, I think there's something. Uh, I think there's Ronald McDonald sauce in there, if you know what I'm saying. Bunk! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the secret ingredient. Robble, robble. <laughs> More like gobble, gobble. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll make your grandma talk about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can you can specifically order things, huh. and that's how you that's how you guarantee it's going to be fresh for you. You go you go and you say, you know what? Can I get extra pickles on this? And they they have to spec specially make that one thing for you. No, they that, why do, do you not. think the drive throughs are no? Yes, they do. They'll take a pre existing cheeseburger, take the top off, and put two more pickles on. They're it. not going to uh, sacrifice two burgers for your order. No, they just add extra pickles. Listen, I worked at a McDonald's uh, way back in the uh, the nineties, and that was the protocol. That, that was a you generation make... ago, Stephen. You you can't assume that's the way they're still doing that's things. Exactly the way they do no, things. The no. business model doesn't change. Of of course it does. Automation, uh, uh, penetration of cable television, vis-a-vis. Uh, vis <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you what I know. Uh, yeah, Ray Kroc would be rolling in his grave if he heard you talking like that, John. Uh, Boston native Zachary Sweener admitted on Wednesday to failing to report over $625,000 in income and filing a false tax return by underreporting his income in 2013. He also didn't pay any uh, taxes between 2014 through 2015, despite earning over $250,000. But this, he, what? if you think that's bad, <laughs> this guy also had 100 vape pens uh, uh, and... Two gold bars. 1,000 vape pens. Oh, 1,000. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, wow. I One, missed the zero. 1,000 cannabis vape oil pens, over $90,000 in cash, and two gold bars. Yeah, but but it's that whole not paying taxes on that big income, yeah. and then they get them on the 1,000 vape pens. Oh, that's how they brought down Al Capone. On <laughs> yeah. vape pens? No, no mail fraud. Yeah. yeah, tax evasion. The uh, 35-year-old pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to distribute cannabis, one count of possession to distribute, and uh, one count of filing false tax return. Uh, the district judge, the maestro, scheduled sentencing for October 28th. Now, you know, obviously, uh, they, they take, I imagine they take the vape pens because, I forgot, have we gotten to a point now where it's illegal? It's not illegal to have a vape pen. No. No. Oh, Okay. No, you just can't sell flavored vape pens in Massachusetts. Okay. So so maybe those aren't uh, taken as evidence. And why would the gold bars be taken? Well, probably because it's uh, seized as an asset for you to pay back your back taxes. The gold bars, actually, I could see being seized as an asset. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the vape pens, I don't know. Well, if you're selling them for 30 bucks a piece. No, those are my everyday vape pens. Even still, you don't need a thousand of them. <laughs> well, you don't know that. Um, there was, a, I remember before they, you know, closed a lot of these vape shops because of the flavor thing. Or I remember they put the emergency moratorium that nobody could sell vapes until they figured out what was going on. Right. Mm -hmm. There was a there was a store locally. I won't say what the name of it was, but uh, you could go in there, and if you asked for Skittles, they'd give you. The vape, the cannabis vape. Really? Yeah. Because they didn't normally sell actual Skittles? Well, they, they sold actual Skittles. But if you said, could I see the Skittles, please? Wink, wink. Yeah. And then uh, he'd take out the box and show you all these different vapes that he had. 
and huh. they were like half the price that the dispensary was. That sounds slightly illegal. Well, illegal or not, uh, you can still get things at a discount. Hmm. I wish I knew some of the uh, you know some of the the code of some of these places, so you can you can ask you know the uh, the proprietor for certain services that are not on the menu. Mm-hmm. Like for example, uh, the happy ending massage. That's not usually a menu item, as far as I know. Uh, you don't ask for anything. You yeah. ju- you just uh, produce extra cash, and you say, huh. Huh? See, you don't even have to do the huh. Point down. See, but that's part of the code. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's like a silent action mm-hmm. that uh, introduces yeah. the idea that you would like that service. I mean, I'm talking about. Uh, I'm I'm referring to something I've been told by other people uh, that you know when you when you go in there for the massage, that money goes to the house, mm-hmm. and then the uh, masseuse. Uh, gets taken care of as well, right? Uh, with uh, a monetary uh, remuneration, right? Right. Yeah. I, I uh, like, for example, I went to a friendly's and asked for a happy ending. Mm-hmm. All I got was ice cream, and, 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 you, that was and just, you waited an hour and a half for it. It yeah, wasn't even that happy of an was, ending anymore. It was melted by the time it got to the table. <laughs> so I, uh, I was it talking. Was, to... It was curdling by the time I paid. You could have went and got a massage while you were waiting. <laughs> I remember having a conversation with a guy, uh, you know, probably five or six years ago about this very thing. And I said, well, how do you know, you know, that that's what they want? And what? He, the massage? You that, mean? That, that's what they're offering. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And then uh, he said he didn't know because he'd never been to a massage parlor. Uh, but he had her, you know, this is like the story of a friend of a friend right, of a friend thing. Sure. That uh, if you're at a, like a nail salon and uh, one of the people doing your, uh, your like pedicure. Right. They might offer those services, too. And I was like, how? Where? Where? Come on. And then he goes, uh, apparently, if you touch them on the inner thumb. Okay. And they, don't, right. and they don't push away, yeah. then they're into it. And I said, or you go to jail yeah, for exactly. sexual assault. Yeah. yeah. And, only, mean, and, only, and only half your toes are done. And then he goes, well, you got to take your chances, I guess. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, All right. don't. All right. <laughs> Who is, who is this friend, and why are you hanging out with this idiot? I don't know. I, I have no idea. I don't even know if he's listening right now. <laughs> a uh, somber moment of silence marked the end of the search of, for survivors of a Florida condominium collapse. Rescue workers stood at uh, solemn attention, and clergy members hugged a line of local officials. The ceremony Wednesday night came after authorities said the rescue mission would now shift to an effort to recover remains from the rubble of the Champlain Tower's south condo tower in Surfside just outside of Miami. The death toll stood at 54 late Wednesday. Officials said 86 people are unaccounted for, although detectives are still working to verify that each of those listed as missing was actually in the building when it collapsed. But I wonder uh, what it means exactly as far as, you know, when it's a recovery operation, I'm sorry, when it's a rescue operation and they believe that there are still the, there is still the possibility of survivors they're, uh, you know, they're they're hand picking. They're using shovels and buckets and and things like that. When it becomes a recovery issue, that's when I do, do that, is that when they start using the heavy equipment, and you know, there's a possibility we because they keep talking about how many bodies they've recovered, but they're not saying whether these bodies are intact. Yeah, and many of them are probably not. 
And, and in many cases like this, Oklahoma City, 9-11, you know, you might be recovering tissue. <clears throat> and and But if you're picking it up now at this point with heavy machinery and not really sifting through it to see that there's not something in there, um, I, I don't know how they well, do that I, now. I, I think because it, it, now it would be... It would be, uh, you know, recovery and cleanup. I mean, I think they they probably do look through some of the stuff to make sure that there is not, you know, the recovery of of tissue. I, I, it's it's not, you know, if if everybody were accounted for, they'd be going in there with bulldozers and cleaning that thing out right away. Yeah, but right. because you have so many people unaccounted for, I think it's it's a totally different protocol. Mm. But, you know, they almost have to look through everything to make sure that you know there's no no. You know, human remains. Yeah, I can't even imagine being a rescue worker no. in that. And then, like every day, you're finding a body. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, multiple bodies. Well, that's what I mean. It's, yeah. Or pieces of bodies. Like that's that that would that would take too much of a toll on me. I Actually, able to do a job like that. I was reading an article yesterday. It was kind of interesting. I think it was, I think it was Texas A and M that they have, um, like the premier national rescue school and they recreate a bunch of these things um based on actual events like, like whether it's the Oklahoma City thing or or 911 and then rescuers from around the country go to this place and uh, and they practice and they work on it you know it's like I remember in the early days, you had a bunch of relatives show up and saying, hey, look, we're here. We want to help. And y- you can't. I mean, what could seem like an unsturdy rock can fall and all of a sudden a, a, a ton of crap falls because that rock moved. You can't have a bunch of people in there don't know what they're doing just so that you can get more hands involved. But it is kind of cool that they have to go to a school, or they have this school, rather, where they have built these things. And they build little cubbies within it that they put actor survivors inside of so that they can be rescued as well. It's kind of neat. How much do you get paid for being an actor in that? I'd like to... Uh, the rock bottom prices. Ah, yes. Rock <laughs> bottom. You like, you're hilarious. Man, you and the jokes about tragedies. It's just- <laughs> So well tied. Keep keep those punches coming. Yeah, that's it. Newly freed from prison, Bill Cosby may be planning a stand-up comedy tour, according to a <laughs> spokesperson. Andrew Wyatt told the Philadelphia Inquirer on Thursday that the 83-year-old Cosby has been talking to a number of promoters and comedy club owners and is just excited about the way the world is welcoming him back. Well, he's had a lot of time to work on new material. You know, a lot of time. Yeah. These cl- I, I tell you, uh, honestly, these clubs should be boycotted. They, they, it's hard to imagine that a club owner would book that show. Mm-hmm. It would. It's even harder to imagine that somebody would be willing to buy a ticket to see it. Yeah. But listen, you know, look at all the shows that have come around the area. You know, remember when they had Tanya Harding here doing boxing and. Uh, who was the, who was the, oh, it was, uh, Amy Fisher did right. a strip show down at the, the Mardi Gras. Like, there's a market for that. Oh, yeah, and of course and, there is. And people, and they're gonna sell tickets for people who have done horrible things in their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, I, so I, there will be places that make money off of it. I know. It's not. It's just. 
it's the moral part piece of it that. But but if I remember correctly, Amy Fisher, <clears throat> excuse me, Amy Fisher did her time. I, I believe she served her sentence. She did, and then she was out. Okay, Bill Cosby is out on a technicality. He was convicted by a jury using his own words. So he's not innocent. He's simply exonerated. That and those are two very different things. Mm, I wouldn't even call it exonerated. It's basically it's exonerated because the because the record is expunged and there's no yeah, but there's I nothing mean, that says he was arrested. To me, the conviction is is still there in the, yeah. in the public eye, and you know the, the guy's purely out on a technicality. Yeah, but but nevertheless, you know, it's just like there's there's something ghoulish about rewarding this guy with your ticket money. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. because for some people it's it's real it's not that hard to separate the the art from the artist, especially a, a guy whose you know, reputation now proceed you know has destroyed any credibility he had. But you ain't going to get any of my money. No, and no. I, I'd and, be and, I'd be stunned if he got any of yours. And I would hope to God, well, unless I'm in Section 309. All right, well, you know, would, would, you, would you at least probably. buy the insurance? Yeah, I get it? the insurance just to make sure he doesn't get rearrested. <laughs> you might not be able to separate the art from the artist, but you certainly can't separate the drug from the alcohol to put in your drink tonight. Just like you can't separate the pudding pop from the Vicky. <laughs> I love that voice. Uh, <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> you don't want to overdo Come, it. No, you can't. Uh, no, no, you can't. Oh, Come do, on. Do the weather. Do the weather. No, in the no, <laughs> no, no, Cosby can't do weather. You heard Pioneer Valley forecast today, which is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Going to be uh, cloudy with showers today. Thunderstorms possible later this afternoon. There is a flash flood watch in effect for all of Massachusetts through late tomorrow afternoon. Uh, there will be rain tomorrow as well with a high of 81. It's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It is velvety smooth because Fogbuster is air roasted. Uh, look for the black and white can. D4 on Rock 102. Uh, by the way, Hamden County Sheriff Nick Kochi will be on with us after 8 o'clock. I, some people I know uh, refer to me as uh, very black and white and I got to tell you, I'm really, really gray on this one. Yesterday, uh, Nick and uh, Anthony Galuni had a press conference, and they, along with a bunch of other uh, legislators, are are looking to pass a bill that will allow illegal immigrants to get driver's licenses in Massachusetts. Turns out Connecticut, New Hampshire, and I believe Vermont already allow it. and, And I understand the reasoning behind it, but there's still a big part of me that says... Why don't we legalize them before we license them? That's, uh, I think, whatever they decide to do in the legislature, Charlie Baker's probably going to veto it anyway. Yeah. And uh, because without what you're saying, a a clear path towards citizenship first, you're kind of creating a slippery slope, which I don't know if you can satisfy everybody with the results. So, uh, Um, Nick Coach, you're coming up after No, 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 he's not. He's not? Apparently, no, he just canceled. He, he just, uh, something came up. Something came up? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. What's more important than the Baxton O'Brien Show? It's a um, Hall of Fame broadcast. Thank you very much, Sheriff.
Uh, yeah. Uh, Rock 102 wants to boost your bank account this July with the summer stimulus built, uh, built to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvement. Every weekday, we're giving out the uh, the keyword of the day. When you hear it, go to rock102.com. You enter it for your chance to win the Daily National Prize. Again, it's brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvement. You can visit them at daveminerroofing.com or uh, go to rock102.com. When I tell you the keyword today is the word grill. 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 G-R-I-L-L-E. No, no E, just a G-R-I-L-L. Well, you don't really have to spell it anyway, do you? You have to enter the word oh, enter in order the word. to qualify okay. for the $1,000. So, uh, what if they put an E on it? Because, you know, that's the way a lot of barn grills spell it with an E. Yeah, and that's wrong. That's not how you spell. They wouldn't get it? Really? No, it, wow. that's too many letters. Wow. That's, that's, those are the rules. Huh? You know, that's, hey, that's why we you, have rules. You want to win $1,000, you've got to play by our rules. Mm-hmm. So think about that. When you're writing grill with an E. Yeah, you want to get cute with the spelling. That's your own. You do that in your own time. You want to win 1000 bucks. you spell it correctly. Like yeah. everybody else spells it. Grill. It's 757 or Rock 102. Rock 102's Classic Rock. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As most of you know, I'm a big fan of priceless sports collectibles. Are you kidding me? From my Dick Ellsworth throw pillows to my Wayne Cashman floor mats, I'm absolutely crazy about that stuff. Of course, I own some stupid stuff, too. But for the most part, every item is a gem. On the other hand, there are some items that I simply have no interest in obtaining. Sometimes there are certain collectibles that, for various reasons, are better off not being distributed at all. And thankfully, I'm not the only one who feels this way. Apparently, the L.A. Dodgers and I share the same level of decency, and that's why they decided to cancel the previously scheduled Trevor Bauer bobblehead night, which had been set for August 19th. Why did the Dodgers cancel Trevor Bauer bobblehead night? Well, perhaps it has something to do with the rape investigation that's going on between the Pasadena, California Police Department and Major League Baseball. Apparently, there's something about a gruesome act of sexually fueled violent aggression that suggests that perhaps a bobblehead promotion might be seen as inappropriate, perhaps even insensitive as well. You see, Trevor Bauer, the reigning National League Cy Young Award winner, is currently on administrative leave from the Dodgers after being accused of choking a woman into unconsciousness during two separate sexual encounters. And while the investigation into these incidents is still going on, the Dodgers felt perhaps now is the time to shelve those bobbleheads for a while and consider doing something else, like anything else, anything but that. Listen, there was probably no way the Dodgers could have known that their ace pitcher was a sexually dangerous low-life scumbag, but they were just looking to capitalize on the guy's achievements and take advantage of a great marketing opportunity. But when the guy turns out to be an insidious and sexually deviant dirtbag, you have to consider whether your marketing and promotions team is really thinking these things through. And right now, with a closet full of bobbleheads that nobody wants to own, I would say, no, they have not. And there'll be plenty of blame to go around the office for a while. But hey, and if I'm on Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, there's a lot of fancy grills out there, but the New York Times said that the two top gas grills are both Weber grills. They're built right and priced right. Don't get fancy, get the Weber, the best deal in gas grills. You'll find it at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, that's my view from the couch. Rock one. 
Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 809 and Foreigner on Rock 102. I tell you, I am really on the fence uh, over this issue. There's an article on Mass Live this morning. District Attorney Galuni and Sheriff Nick Kochi support driver's licenses for immigrants with without legal status. Uh, on the phone with us right now is uh, Sheriff Wishy-Washy of uh, <laughs> Hamden County. Oh, boy. Great. <laughs> that's, only, that's only a reference to doing the interview or not. Uh, Sheriff... He wants you to say you're about to hear a uh, uh, dial tone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, no. I, I really am on the fence on this. I mean, I realize the country needs bellhops and busboys, but uh, the idea <laughs> wrong with you. of saying that it's to help these people be able to get jobs, uh, create revenue, make money for the state by giving them driver's licenses. Why can't we legalize them first? Look, I, 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 there's no question. There's it's a a touchy subject, and there's controversy, and it's been very politicized uh, over the past uh, several years. And uh, there's no question that there's the devils will be in the details on the finalization of the legislation. So we we have to play it out. But what I'm looking at from a public safety perspective, and I feel that that's where I have to hang my hat at the end of the day. I don't, I don't hang it on Democrat, Republican, Independent. That's not what I do. That's not who I am. So when you look at people that have to get a driver's license, have to be tested, do they even know how to drive a car? Do they, do they know the rules of the road? They have to have validated insurance. And then on top of it, when pulled over, if pulled over, we actually know who they are. There's a lot of upside to allowing good people that have come into the country illegally, I get it, but they're still coming. They're still uh, migrating around our country, and there are many people who want the American dream and want to do good. Look, MS-13 is not showing up at the RMV looking for a driver's license. It's just not going to happen. So when you look at the quality of person, the person who's coming in trying to better themselves and their family, I believe we should entertain an opportunity to give them the ability to be successful. So the, and then, go ahead. Well, and again, this is, is Sheriff Nick Kochi on the phone. You know, to, to me, there's two things that, that work against us. One, the, the governor is against it, so he may veto it when it comes to his desk, whenever it comes to his desk. The other thing is kind of what you're, you're, you're hitting on. There's a slippery slope aspect to this issue. On, on one hand, you can say, you know, these are undocumented individuals. Once they get a license, they are then documented. The incentive for them to get the license puts them, I would think they would think, that in a sense it could put them in, in harm's way with immigration to have that kind of documentation behind them. So, I mean, what's the, so is there a, is there a, a happy medium here for this? Oh, uh, I Back, I think it's a great point. I think that, the, again, the devils are going to be in the details of how it plays out, but it's these conversations that we're having right now that need to make their way in to our local uh, delegation. Now, look, I received calls yesterday on it uh, from people that supported it, and people were asking me if I had a fever, and uh, I was losing my mind. So, but, but we had great dialogue, and I understand both sides of the issue. The, the problem, or should I say, the stance that I'm taking is I represent the city of Springfield, Holyoke, West Springfield, Chicopee, you know, areas where the increasingly the increased number of undocumented immigrants are here 
and we do want them to be successful, and we want to protect the other law-abiding citizens in our in our Commonwealth and in our country. But, so yeah, sometimes, um, yeah, it, it's it's fifty-one percent to forty-nine percent, but someone's got to take a stand. They're going to have a hearing on it June twenty-third. Um, I've never been someone to to uh, hide in the cloak of uh, of night and, and, and make a statement and then run from it. So, look, I understand it's not a perfect scenario, but there has to be more dialogue on it to make it a better situation, but also understanding that when people leave incarceration, when people leave jail, the number one obstacle they have is they cannot get identification. And when you can't get identification... You can't get a job, and when you can't get a job, you can't work legally, and it puts you back into the criminal element and back in jail. Spe- it, 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 I've watched that for 29 years. Speaking of legally, uh, Nick, I, I, I'm just I'm, I'm curious about this. And look, I understand uh, what you said earlier, and I agree with it wholeheartedly. The majority of these people are probably very uh, law-abiding, productive, and and will be assets. There, there's no question about that. But for even the minority, um, so in other words, if a person comes to the jail, is sentenced to the jail, you're not checking their immigration status? No, everybody's immigration status is checked when they come here. Okay, and then if they are illegal and they serve their sentence, they're released right back into the community? They, uh, an ICE agent would be called uh, just to notify them but we do not hold them. Uh, we do not have a 287G uh, contract. We do not hold them. If, if the ICE agents don't come and pick, and we don't hold them inside the facility. They are brought out to the public lobby. If there's a major, major serious crime, ICE will uh, oftentimes come here and put them into custody. Um, but it doesn't happen a lot. You don't, you, don't know, you don't learn their status on day one and notify ICE immediately? You wait until the yes, day they're being no. released? No, no, we notify them right away. But you got to notify them on release, or who the heck's going to be here to pick them up? Then, then, excuse me. The other, the other, you know, beyond you, into the prison system. Now they're the taxpayers' responsibility. We're paying their medical bills. We're paying their dental bills. We're paying everything like that. I'm not disagreeing with the license thing. I'm just saying that when we do find them or they do break the law, uh, something different should be done. And I know we've been discussing this for the last five years, but, um, you know, obviously it's come up in a, in a new realm now with you doing this. Um, I just, it seems to me at some point, if they are law-abiding and productive citizens, I, I don't think I have a problem with that. So to your point, to your point, John. So you make a very good point. So at the end of the day, when somebody comes and applies, takes the test, uh, produces a passport or a birth certificate or employment authorization, those are the things you need to obtain this driver's license. You've made an effort. You're identifying yourself. You are now documented to a certain extent. You are in the system. We know who you are. If you have a run-in with the law, we know you. Now, if we didn't do that, every person that uh, has a, a run-in with the law or could be arrested, and you could say, well, why didn't you just come tell us? You had an accident on the street. Well, because you're going to make an effort to deport me or report me to ICE. We now have one step in there that allows people to do the right thing, be documented, be understood, and be known. 
Now, it's those MS-13 people, it's those undocumented folks that have the opportunity to do the right thing and don't. Now they get into a conflict with the law. Now we've got a whole different ballgame. They've had a chance to do the right thing. They haven't. They've now been identified. Maybe there's a deportation process for that. But I do believe at the end of the day, public safety has to be at the forefront of each and every one of our concerns. And, by, and nobody can say the more you know about people, the more you know about the people in your community, the safer the community will be or the safer it will be for the police officers, the first responders responding to any incident. That's where I'm at. And Now, I agree with you, and I agree with anybody who disagrees with this potential bill, that there's a lot to be worked out. But you have to take a stance. You can't, you know, you know wave in the wind. Um, You've you got to take a stance, and you've got to at least have the dialogue because through dialogue comes a better product. This is uh, Sheriff Nick Kochi on the phone. I mean, I, I realize you're looking from this from a total, you know, law enforcement you know point of view. But the Senate bill uh, brings up an interesting point. You know, one of the biggest complaints about illegal immigration is the the financial cost of you know their their medical care, incarceration, you know, all the other services that may be out there that some people feel like they are being a, a draw on. This bill would generate about six million dollars in in tax revenue um for for the state so it, you know if you if you look at it that way and and you know were to proceed with this bill and issue licenses and give people a chance to get to get jobs it, it, it seems to me there there's there's a happy medium here in a way it addresses some of the concerns of people who say that, you know that immigration is just a a, a drain a financial drain on, on the state. But from your perspective, when you've got somebody who is undocumented and suddenly they're in the jail, there's a significant cost of holding that person in that jail for, for however long it may be, two years or whatever. There, there is, and, and it's very expensive, and there's no question that immigration has a high price tag to it. Now, couple that with they get into a car, they get into an accident, they're not insured, they take off, they're not caught. Now the cost of the damage, the uh, um, injury of the bills, your health care, now that's on your dime as well. So what I, we're saying is, I hear you on the high cost of immigration, but if we can put some, some um, benchmarks in there that people have to achieve to have that driver's license, you have to have insurance. The insurance then gets involved, so the, so the taxpayer isn't necessarily going to take on the burden of their car's been totaled their medical bills and things like that. So you, I you, agree. You, Go ahead. you only need the insurance, Nick, to get the car registered. When renewal comes around, there's a good chance that some of them may ignore the renewals. That's a possibility. That's a good point. And be driving on an unregistered vehicle that's uninsured as well, and maybe even their license is suspended. But, the, but, but, but you're right, John, but isn't that the case for anybody? Well, yes, but I have the advantage of being an American citizen. I mean, I'm wrong, and I deserve to be dealt with as as the criminal that I've turned into. But it, but it, I find myself at an advantage because I was born here. Well, you don't have, you don't face the risk of deportation if you don't have insurance. Yeah, yeah, as a citizen, that wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily be the case if someone who's undocumented. I mean, six million dollars in revenue is nice, but does the other side have a dollar figure too of what they're costing? Well. It, it, I'll bet you it's more than $6 million. Mm-hmm. But, but I guess my point is, uh, say this doesn't go through and it's defeated. And I do agree with you that I believe Governor Baker will veto it. 
and that's his prerogative, and, and I certainly believe there's good reason for him to do that. But everybody's not just packing their bags and going home. They're staying. So everything you just said is going to continue at the most expensive level rather than having some, uh, I call them, catch basins or fail-safes in place to lighten the accountability on the law-abiding citizen, the, the innocent person who was uh, T-boned at an intersection. So I'm just looking to try to get some positive out of it. And again, it comes back to identification. You know, people will say, you look at the nine, look at the nine eleven report. Look at you know, uh, knowing people and allowing them the ability to move it freely in and out of airports and things. Those are the devils in the details that I'm talking about. That maybe there's a special license. Maybe it's not the same license that John O'Brien has. Maybe it's a different license, but it's got some level of uh, information, it's got some level of acknowledgement, and it allows the person to legally drive the car, have it insured, and, and obtain obtain employment. So I, I look at, at the you've got to balance, right? So I believe, in my opinion, that there's more good uh, than there is bad in the bill, understanding there is negative pieces to it, and they have to be refined. But I think that that's, you know, that's the, the, the legislature's opportunity to, again, have hearings, uh, enjoy some dialogue on it, and let's get the best possible thing we can. And if the governor vetoes it, he vetoes it. But I think you have to have voices from all areas of our communities to at least chime in and say, if we do it, here's some positives. If we do it, here's some negatives. And what's going to come out on top? It could be a green license. Oh, that'd be that'd be interesting. Yeah, huh? How about that? Hey, I, Nick, I know we don't. I know you've got like a million other uh, interviews to do today, and I, and I just uh, just want to take just a quick second to uh, to thank you. Uh, you know, I had a, a family funeral uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you sent one of your honor guard guys all the way out to Seekonk uh, to be a part of uh, of that uh, of that funeral. And I, and on behalf of my family, I wanted to thank you right to your face about uh, doing that. That was a really really cool thing. Thanks, Bax. But I just want you to know that uh, very touching what you put up on Facebook and how you acknowledged him. And uh, obviously, he was very special to you. And, and, and you and John and, and Stevie are special to us out here. I just wanted the people, um, as you were driving down the road, to know that behind those cars was a very special person. So, again, my condolences to you and your family. And uh, I look forward to seeing you soon in person. All right, Nick. Thank you very much. Sheriff Nick Kochi. It's uh, 823 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Hi, folks. Adam Quinville here. Your home is... Six with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. If you missed our interview with uh, Nick Kochi, you can check that out on the Bax and O'Brien Daily Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Also on BaxandO'Brien.com. And it's brought to you by Gary Thomas of the Wealth Technology Group of uh, Westfield. Also check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, Jerry Casali of Devo, has got a brand new song out that comes... Uh, actually, it gets released tomorrow... Uh, but you can hear it t- today by going uh, to BaxnoBrian.com. Uh I mentioned the other night I was watching this movie, and I and I finished watching it last night. And you know what? God bless uh, Liam Neeson for having such a successful career. And uh, e- even even if he seemingly plays the same character all the time, whether it's the parent of a kidnapped daughter or someone who's been wronged, and is looking to get back at the system. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, I tell you this. The, the fact that I went back and watched the rest of it last night. Uh, the Ice Road is, is what it's called. Uh, Liam is uh, driving a tractor trailer rig uh, across uh, a, a frozen lake in Canada. 
which apparently is a normal highway route once the water freezes. And um, he's he's a one of a three-truck convoy that's supposedly delivering something to help rescue miners who've been trapped in a, in a diamond mine way up in Canada somewhere. And uh, <clears throat> it just, you know, first of all, I bang my arm, my finger, my leg on something. You know, I'm I'm sore for for a good time. Sure. Depending on how hard it is, when when you're forced into uh, three fist fights before lunch in the cab of a tractor trailer truck, and show no sign whatsoever of any kind of injury or uh, or or being slowed down by it. Uh, that's, that's incredible. That's just unbelievable. All right. Two things. Uh, you're Liam Neeson. So Uh, you're probably getting into at least one fist fight a day minimum. Yeah. That's okay. Three before lunch. Two. Uh, it's a movie in Canada. Mm. So yes, a three fist fight by lunch day is not unheard of, especially in the more Northern provinces. I mean, you know, like around the big cities like Toronto, Montreal, Mm -hmm. you may not have as many fist fights, but in, but in like Saskatoon, or like in the, uh, I don't know the uh, the like in Nova Scotia. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're fighting all the time. They're uh, fighting for scraps from breakfast. And then and then how many times? Like like there's a point where uh, where they have to stop the truck, and stopping is a bad thing because then that puts all the weight on one spot. As long as you keep moving, the weight is being distributed, and uh, the, so they stop. And then at some point, the front wheels of the truck break through the ice. But yet the weight of the truck doesn't continue to make the brake larger. Mm. And then uh, Liam, who has a special needs brother who's driving with him, uh, that brother falls into a hole in that lake. Oh, for crying out And Liam actually ties a rope around his waist and jumps into this freezing cold river not only pulls his brother out of the river, right. uh, but is able to pull him up into the cab of a tractor-trailer truck, soaking wet plus his body weight. And freezing cold. Yes, and freezing cold. I, I just... All right, was... well, then maybe maybe that's the one and only <laughs> yeah, unrealistic part scene. of the plot line. Yeah, other than everything from the opening credits to the closing credits. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Alan Staffing needs you. And- 832 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Servio Locksmith. They got a key for that. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. There is a weather alert issued for the risk of scattered, strong to severe thunderstorms and heavy rain again today. Today is going to be another day you need to stay uh, weather aware. Ooh. What do I wear? Well, uh, I don't know. Check out what Kelly Rudin's wearing this morning. Oh, pantsuit number there. uh, Khakis and a little uh, little shirt. There are isolated shower chances this morning, but the bulk of the action will hold off until the afternoon. Late this afternoon, we have a risk of strong to severe storms with heavy rain, frequent lightning, and potentially damaging wind gusts and hail. There is a flash flood watch in effect through all of Western Massachusetts from tonight to tomorrow afternoon. It sucks. I mean, there's... uh... I think tonight was the start of the East Long Meadow uh, concerts out at the high school. There, there was a uh, there's a band playing. Derek and the Fun Bags are playing down at Court Square. Now it's the unfun bags. Yeah, yeah, no fun bag. And uh, you know things things are happening. Things we waited two years for, mm-hmm. 
and uh, now that now they're being ruined by rain. Well, are there uh, rain dates for these events? Well, I mean, these are events that happen every week uh, for the summer. So it'll be a different band, uh, oh, either at East Long Meadow High or or at uh, downtown. Well, how's tomorrow looking? Uh, you can't just you can't, tomorrow. By the way, is looking like crap too. But you can't just move a show from one day to the next. Well, they often do do just that. Yeah. If if it's a rain or shine event, then you go in the rain, you sit there and get soaked. But mm. if there's a, a rain date that's been scheduled into the contract, and I don't see why they just couldn't move it to a there's day that's a little no bit nicer. There's no rain date. You don't know that. I do know that. All this time being stuck inside, hiding from a fake virus, why don't you sheeple put your masks on your head and cover yourself from the rain and go out and watch your live music, huh? <laughs> who, 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 the, who the hell is that? It's just some random uh, conspiracy uh, theorist uh, oh, uh, that I'm yeah. coming up with uh, yeah. because that's the theme. Oh, I got you. I mean, you got me. I don't think you do get me. I don't think you at all. No, I got no, that. I, got I, don't, I don't think yeah. you do. I, don't I, I you, try to. I try. Sometimes I think, I, think I will. Steve, I think you're bringing your A game to, today. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm, bringing, I'm in your corner on this yeah, one. I'm more of a B plus today. Yeah, I don't know. Tomorrow, that's the A game. We'll see about that. You'll be working with two C minuses. Uh, a man was taken to the local hospital. To the local hospital. The local hospital. After he was shot in Springfield Wednesday afternoon. I shot a man. What's your man got to do with me? I said I shot a man. I ain't trying to hear that, see? Springfield police said officers were called to Murray Hill Avenue just after 3 p.m. for the shooting. The man was found suffering from non-life-threatening wounds. No arrest has been made in the detective bureau is investigating. That's like the other night on uh, ABC News was doing a story on this new strain of the pandemic and they were in a hospital and they're talking and and on the screen it says Mercy Hospital like up at the upper left-hand corner of the screen it says Mercy Hospital and then at the bottom of the screen it says Springfield and I'm like oh man this wow. is a wow look at this this is pretty wild who knew that was there and then they did this whole other story about how well, here in Missouri, we seem to be having a real problem with the variant. And it's like, wait a minute, Springfield, Missouri also has a Mercy Hospital? Well, you know, Mercy Hospital is a pretty standard name for hospitals, especially a, a Catholic hospital. Yeah. You know, that, uh, that's not that unusual. Oh, okay. So last night was the concert scheduled at East Longmeadow, and tonight is the rain date. <laughs> so well, there you go. So... It was rained out last night. Mm. It'll be rained out tonight, right. too. So they just didn't have a rain date for the rain date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if they said, well, we could move it to tomorrow night, eh, tomorrow night's supposed to be pretty crappy as well. That's a little iffy as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the collapse of a condominium, condominium building in Surfside, Florida, has left the nation mourning. Now the situation is highlighting infrastructure failures here in Massachusetts. Homeowners in Wales are racing to find and help to keep their homes from crumbling. Several homeowners told Western Mass News their homes are all deteriorating from a mineral that was used in the concrete to build their homes. This is, of course, the uh, pyrite, pyrotite mm -hmm. stuff that was uh, from that uh, that quarry in was it Stafford? I think so. Yeah. Homeowners said one. What? Ah, oh, <laughs> yeah. The uh, mineral is rare, but when exposed to water and oxygen, it expands, it expands, causing concrete to crack and eventually crumble to the ground. 
The process is well underway in Mike Milanese's home in Wales, one of the worst crack foundations in the state. The fix is expensive, costing anywhere from $125,000 to $250,000 to lift the house and take all the concrete out. Now, I know a person that this happened to down in Connecticut, mm-hmm. and she was lucky enough, like, at midnight on the day they were giving out the funds, she was online trying to, you know, sign up for the relief because there was money set aside for these homeowners. So she got lucky. But she was out of her house for six months. You're out yeah, not this... living in your home you... because the thing is lifted up. Well, All the utilities are cut off because you can't have anything connected. I've seen, yeah, but I, I we've talked about this before. Like, there was a house fire in my neighborhood. And they must have, the people in that house were in a trailer on the front lawn for at least six months. And, uh, you know, I, generally your homeowner's insurance pays for it. Homeowner says what? Home- oh, oh, he got you. Yeah, he got, got you. Got you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, homeowners will pay for it. but you know, Homeowner says what? Oh, you got oh, me now. That we all had. Your insurance company will pay for that kind of stuff, but nobody wants to be out of their house for that long. No. Yeah. And, 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 you know, especially because, you know, this is due to the negligent use of bad materials. Yeah. Well, but was it? I mean, did they know that about this stuff back then when they were building these homes? I don't remember whether or not they did. I know the place is out of business now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, listen, I mean, the, the, the science still remains. They had to know this is not the best stuff for a foundation. Otherwise, they would have used the best stuff for a foundation, but they try to cut costs, and this is what they gave people. I don't know about that. I mean, this stuff didn't deteriorate for like 20, 25 years. I I don't know if anybody knew back then. But if you know a mineral doesn't have the structural integrity over time when it's exposed to water. Yeah, but if you don't know that. But anybody could have found that out. I mean, that's the, the science of this stuff was not entirely new. I mean, if it's a matter of comparing that to the cost of... Of actual concrete yeah. with with the with the right materials, you have to say, hey, that's kind of negligent to be putting in foundations with this stuff if it's just going to fall apart. That is it. That that would be interesting to find out, though. If what you're saying, John, yeah, you well, didn't know about it. I I'm mean, trying to look it up here. We just we just went four years with a president who doesn't believe in science. There's a lot of people don't believe in science, and if you don't have the studies to prove that something is not going. Yes, there are definitely some uh, contractors who are trying to cut corners and use uh, shady materials or shoddy materials, rather. But, you know, I mean, as far as chemicals are concerned, maybe something changed over 25 years that people didn't know about beforehand. I don't know. Haiti's police chief says four suspected killers of President Jovenel Moise have uh, been fatally shot by police and two others arrested in an apparent hostage-taking situation. Leon Charles said uh, late Wednesday that three police officers held hostage were freed. The killing of Moise, I don't know if I'm saying that right, early Wednesday, and the wounding of his wife was sure to bring more chaos to the unstable Caribbean country already beset by gang violence, soaring inflation and protests by opposition supporters who accused Moise of increasing authoritarianism. <laughs> they killed the president in his own house. Uh, and this is a guy who was getting a lot of death threats. Yeah. So clearly the Haitian Secret Service is not as well trained or someone didn't lock the door. Uh, well, it's a possibility that it's both. 
Yeah, you should have like four deadbolts on that door. They came in uh, as um, they claimed they were DEA, um, but obviously there was no no real security on the outside of the house. Uh, that's, I mean, the idea that you can kill the president in his own home. Yeah, those little door chains don't hold anybody back. You want to get in, you just have to break the chain. Yeah, I never under uh, understood that that door chain thing. All it is is just held in by a couple of screws. Yeah, yeah. You sure. get like a bolt cutter. You go through that like butter. Is that just one of those? Let's make people feel good about being safe in their house. That's you know, exactly what that can is. Just bust this thing down. Authorities say they seized one billion dollars worth of illegal marijuana in the largest bust in Los Angeles County history. Officials said Wednesday that the operation eradicated only a fraction of the illicit grows in Southern California high desert that are run by armed cartel members and detrimental to the state's legal marijuana market. A 10-day operation in the Antelope Valley last month resulted in 131 arrests and the seizure of more than 33,000 pounds of marijuana. Of harvested marijuana plants, uh, California broadly legalized recreational marijuana sales in January of 2018, but the black market still thrives. That's partly because hefty legal marijuana taxes send customers looking for better deals. Well, this is what happens when states outprice themselves when you can yep. get it anywhere else. And for the most part, growing it is legal. I remember uh, seeing a documentary, uh, I think it was on Netflix, of this. And there is, I mean, there are counties in uh, in Northern California where, you know, very, very rural or, or very overgrown areas, uh, you know, acres and acres of fields where somewhere in the middle of it they'll they'll start growing a lot of marijuana and they know exactly how to get to it the the growers do you know they they create a, a almost like a maze or some kind of a excuse me some kind of a situation but then you know the cops the DEA they go up in a helicopter and they've got these uh, like almost like heat seeking kind of things that can spot marijuana in the middle of a cornfield but also people trying to steal it and and like you said the cartels are the ones that are running some of these these are not mom and pop grow operations yeah and, and if i'm i think i saw the same documentary and it's almost like you know those that were you know growing the stuff were actually better armed than the police department oh, yeah. they, i mean yeah. they they were more than prepared for the cops to show up and and uh, you know start you know issuing warrants i will tell you our long national nightmare is over. Are you ready? Uh, okay. Heinz is going to make hot dogs and buns that come in equal packs. Hot dog? In other words, not eight hot dogs and six buns. Eight hot dogs and eight buns. Or six hot dogs and six buns. It's about goddamn time. Yeah. Never understood that, uh, that whole discrepancy. Put a man on the moon for God's sake. Uh, food waste is more and more of a known issue, with American consumers wasting nearly 40% of the food they buy, according to the Natural Resources Defense Council. Uh, so why weren't hot dog makers and hot dog bun makers not doing their part? Well, now hot dogs, Heinz Ketchup uh, Canada, says in a new video, they often comes in packs of 10, but now they're going to be coming in packs of 8, along with the buns that come in packs of 8. Yeah, got news for you. They'll still charge you what they charge you for 10. Well, oh, of course. They're yeah. not going to lose money yeah. on this deal. But how many times have you had to buy two packages of buns 
to make sure you or or two packages of hot dogs to make sure that everything is uh, on a, a, a equilibrium. And then you have extra hot dogs left over. Yeah, what are you gonna do with all these hot dogs? You never. You, it's always it's a it's a seesaw. First, there's too many hot dogs, then there's too many buns. I, I can't. <coughs> excuse me. I can't tell you how much bread I have thrown away. That that's what they ought to do. They they really ought to make a lonely man's loaf of bread. It's like six slices. Well, they do sell like half loaves. Yeah, mm, eh, I, I maybe I haven't seen that. It's just not good bread. <laughs> but, what, well, that's the other thing too. You know what they do sell for the single man? Nah. The uh, pasta, like the spaghetti, mm-hmm. that's already broken in half. I could break my own spaghetti in half. No, 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 no. Why? <laughs> why do that when it's already cut for you perfectly? <laughs> What if I like to? What if I like to keep my spaghetti in, in its uh, original length? You can. I saw that a few years ago at Stop and Shop, and I'm like, you know, we should have flying cars by now. But we <laughs> but have, we have pasta pre-broken pasta that fits into a smaller pot for the single man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, after being released on bond following his arrest for bringing a rifle and handgun to his lakefront Chicago hotel room, an Iowa man proposed to his girlfriend outside of the 18th District headquarters. Oh. 32-year-old Keegan Castile of Ankeny, Iowa, is charged with two felony counts of aggravated unlawful use of a weapon. Uh, Castile owns an auto repair shop in Des Moines. Uh, Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown said a member of the cleaning staff at the West Chicago Lakeshore likely prevented a tragedy from happening when he alerted authorities about firearms he found in a hotel room. Castile was held on $10,000 bond after briefly appearing in front of Cook County Judge David Navarro and bond on court for Tuesday afternoon. That's like five times. It's not his fault. It's not my fault that they keep referencing Tuesday Afternoon. Afternoon. It's their fault that we're doing stories from Tuesday on a Thursday. Uh, Anyway, Castile's girlfriend was also in the room, prosecutor said, and law enforcement uh, sources tell uh, the local news station that their two children were also on the trip as part of the conditions of his bond, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he proposes to the girlfriend right outside of the police station. She says yes. Oh, that's nice. That that is nice. nice. Yeah. Look, uh, honey, I might be going away for uh, 25 to 30 years. Yeah, but now she's on his visita- visitation list. Ooh, conjugal visits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that sex will me- melt your face off. You'll yeah. wait for me, right? I'll be right here waiting for you <laughs> yeah. 20 years the from now. time. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be, uh, well, there's a flash flood warning in effect uh, to this afternoon all the way until tomorrow afternoon. Uh, going to see heavy thunderstorms late this afternoon with a high of 76. Tomorrow, more rain with a high of 81. It's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. A new hero. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's uh, 854 on Rock 102. Kind of depressing. Uh, crappy today. Thunderstorms and some flooding possible. And, and that's not even the remnants of that storm that uh, came down to Florida yesterday. That's going to be up here uh, in a couple of days, maybe for the weekend, too. Great. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, it won't be too bad on Saturday. Saturday is the uh, is the Southwick Nationals at uh, the WIC 338 in Southwick, the 2021 Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. Uh, tickets are still available. If you got uh, kids, uh, it's half price for kids who are 12. Under six, they get in for free and get uh, limited VIP and preferred 
uh, viewing at uh, wick338.com. We happen to have a pair of tickets for Saturday's uh, big event. They can be yours to the 10th caller at 293-1021. Hopefully the weather will uh, will be fine don't and you don't have to worry about it. No matter. They love the slop. They yep. live for the slop. They eat the slop. Mud is what that thing is all about. Yeah. In fact, uh, the mother was a mother. Their mother was a mother? The father was a mother. Their father was a mother? What did I just say? <laughs> Man, sometimes <laughs> sometimes when you got a vacation like uh, a day away oh, yeah. Yeah. and... and we go through the same old thing yeah. over and over again. You just go, man, tomorrow at 10 a.m. just can't get here fast enough. I get a check, and then I go away. <laughs> Might just be the best week <laughs> off ever. Let it rain, bitches. Let it rain. It's 8.56 on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery.